0: Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit derekgreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. I'm so excited about the message today. I I can't wait to dig into it. I I think if you really hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today, your life may be marked, you know, my life before part four of the Living Full series and my life after so this is really really an important message so make sure you stay tuned throughout father open eyes today illuminate hearts father we came here or we participated we we signed in and and we plugged in to to your voice today in order Father, to to be changed and transformed and ultimately to know you better and give you great pleasure. So we all pray, Lord, that what happens in our hearts and minds please you as your word goes forth today. In Jesus' precious name, and we all say amen. Open your Bibles to John chapter 14 and verse 15. And Jesus is speaking. And he says, if you love me, Jesus never separates our love for him from our obedience to him. You see, when we truly love the Lord, obedience is not a burden. It's really a safeguard and really a a joy. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You see, the thing that made Judas Judas was he attempted to love Jesus apart from obeying him. Now he was one of the twelve, meaning he was in church. He was in all the meetings that Jesus was in. He actually even prayed for the sick. But what distinguished Judas from the rest is Judas decided that he wanted to love the Lord. You know, he kissed the Lord, but he ultimately did not obey the Lord in his heart. You see, it's so much easier to have an enemy you you realize than an enemy who pretends to be your friend. And this was the case with Jesus. Jesus was put in the most intense personal situation. when One of his own turned his back on him. But what I want you to know today is even those who portray us are part of God's plan. You see, Joseph would have never made it to Egypt unless his brothers hated him. And Jesus would have never made it to the cross unless Judas betrayed him. And you will not get to where you are unless you face some oppositions. And sometimes it will be even from friends. Verse 16, and Jesus said, and I will pray the father. How many know that Jesus gets his prayers answered, but when we're obedient to take the first step, God always provides the next. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another. Now the word another here is the Greek term alos. John could have used the term heteros, which means another of a different kind like a heterosexual is a person that is attracted to the opposite sex. We're in the same family, if you will, human family, but our, our genders are distinct. And he uses this term alos uh, to describe the helper and alos, uh, unlike heteros again, heteros, means another of a different kind but alos means another of the same kind. A writer I think really illuminates this point really well and I want to quote him. He said, imagine if you had an apple. After you had eaten the apple you ask for or he asked you say, well, would you like another piece of fruit? Then he handed you an orange that orange would be heteros, another of a different kind. So again, it's still in the fruit family, but it's another of a different kind. But if you ate the apple and asked for another piece of fruit, and that person handed you another apple, it would have been alos, another of the same kind. So the Holy Spirit and Jesus are not apples and oranges. According to scripture, they are another of the same kind. They do not have different spirits, different personalities. They are singular in their persons, but they are united completely in their nature. Let's go back to the verse. And he will give you another, watch this, helper. Now again he's used the term alos which means this helper will be of the exact same kind as Jesus. So this is important. Some people from different faiths have said that Muhammad was the prophesied helper. The challenge is. Muhammad was of a very different spirit than Jesus. Others have, have, all different types of things have been concocted in people's theological heads uh, to be this helper. But the helper's nature and attitude, his spirit, teaching, even his heritage was of the same origin of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, you do not get a different spirit than the one that was in Christ and the spirit that Christ was 100% unified with. And he will give you another what? Helper. Now the term helper here is very, very important. It describes someone that passionately and skillfully uh, advocates or argues your Case. This term is also used for a lawyer uh, in the ancient world. So a helper is not a condemner. This is not someone that tries to get the judge to throw the book at you. This is not someone that tries to get you more time, extra time. This is an individual that comes alongside of you to be just like Jesus. He supports you in your weakness. He supports you even when you fail. He says it will, he will be another. Now what happens is people make the Holy Spirit something very different than Jesus. Yes, they are distinct, but again, it's the same spirit, the same nature, and uh, if you say it's the Holy Spirit, but it's inconsistent with the teachings of the Lord Jesus, you do not have the same or the correct spirit. He says, and I will give you another of the same kind, Helper. This means if Jesus performed miracles, guess what? The Holy Spirit, the helper, would perform miracles. If Jesus taught, guess what? The Holy Spirit would likewise teach. If Jesus is a person, likewise the Holy Spirit. Is a person now that may challenge your thinking because many of us think of the Holy Spirit as a force kind of as a thing but I want to read some scriptures that may surprise you Romans 8 and 27 says that the Holy Spirit actually has a mind First Corinthians 12 11 says that the Holy Spirit has a will. Romans 15 and 30 says that the Holy Spirit has emotions like love. Hebrews 3 and 7 says the Holy Spirit speaks. 1 Corinthians 2 and 13 says the Holy Spirit what teaches. Ephesians 4 and 30 says the Holy Spirit can be made to feel sorrow. Hebrews 10 and 29 says he can be insulted, he can be grieved, he can be upset. Acts 7 and 51 says the Holy Spirit can be resisted. Acts 5 and 3 actually says the Holy Spirit can be lied. To. So the Holy Spirit is not just a thing not just a force. He is a person with force. He is a, a, a person and it's vital that we understand that uh, uh, he is as real as Jesus is real and was real 2,000 years ago when he walked the seas of Galilee and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. But notice here, that he, that he, that he, not it, that what, he. So we see the triunity of God here, we see the Trinity here. The Son prays, the Father hears, and the Helper is given. But again, notice the Helper is not an it, but a he. Did Jesus get it wrong? No. He knows the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is a person just like Jesus. That he may abide with you forever. Now Jesus only lived on the earth for 33 plus years or so, but the helper is with us forever. And here's the deal with all the changes going on in the world we need someone that's constant we need someone that's unchanging we need something and someone that's permanent and we see here really the Holy Spirit is the pearl of great price he's the one we would leave all others for just for the one and then in verse 17 he calls the helper the Spirit of truth. So we know that this helper, and we're, we're going to see this clearly more clearly in a couple of moments is actually the Holy Spirit, the spirit of w- what truth. Now, Galileo said that math is the language that God created the universe. So the Bible says here that the helper is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the math that put the earth in its precise spot and distance from the sun. The Holy Spirit determined the size, speed, rotation of the moon. The Holy Spirit determined the times of the tides, the depths of the oceans, and and the heights of the skies. The Holy Spirit is unlike any other in the universe. You know, if the earth was just a little bit closer to the sun, we'd be totally burned up. If we were just a little further from the sun, we would all freeze to death. The Holy Spirit's mind is never wrong, not even by the smallest fraction. And what's amazing is he is here right now in each of our lives, in our hearts, and he wants us to tap into him and he wants a relationship with each of us. He said the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Now, the Holy Spirit, what the Bible is saying here, what Jesus is teaching us is that the Holy Spirit is not going to be popular in an age of lies. Einstein says what is what is popular is not always right, and what's right is not always popular. A relationship with the Holy Spirit is not for the, the, the timid, it's not for the faint-hearted. But watch what Jesus says, but you know him. Number one, if you know Jesus, you know the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they're allos. They're of the same kind. Watch this. For he dwells with you. Number two, the Holy Spirit will not only be known uh, by us, but the Holy Spirit will be with us. His presence will be or can be regularly experienced. And then he says, number three, and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit will not only be known by us, he will not only be with us, but he will be in us. You see, the Holy Spirit is in our lives to remove all distance between us and God. So whenever you feel far away from God, guess who moved? He says, I will not Now, Jesus speaking. Now his word is red letter. This is the word of the living God. He says, I know how you feel. I I, I know. That this is some amazing information I'm giving you. He says, "I will not leave you orphans." Literally, I will not leave you fatherless. I will not leave you without my presence. I will not leave you without my strength. I will not leave you without my counsel. I will not leave you without my provision. I will not leave you without my protection. He said, "I will not leave you as orphans." and what he was saying is that his physical absence after the cross would not leave the disciples or even us at a disadvantage in any single way that that that's a whole lot to swallow and he says and I will come to you how would Jesus come to us through the power presence and person Of the Holy Spirit. You know as the Sun can only be seen by its light, so Christ can only be known by His Spirit. Here are just a few things that the Holy Spirit does in each of our lives. I could probably create a list of a hundred but I'm only going to give you eight. Number one, the Holy Spirit gives us power. Acts 1 and 8 says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. 2. The Holy Spirit reveals God's love to us. Romans 5 5 says the love of God is poured out uh, in our hearts by who? The Holy Spirit. 3. The Holy Spirit helps us pray. Romans 8 and 26. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but watch this, but the Spirit himself makes intercession. 4. The Holy Spirit reminds us of what God has said. John 14 and 26. Jesus told us this. He said but the helper, the Holy Spirit you see the helper, who is he? The Holy Spirit is not a different spirit. The helper is the Holy Spirit. It's not a man to come it is the Holy Spirit who has already been released by Jesus whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Number 5. The Holy Spirit, why says, helps us kill sin. So when he's in your life you start having a victory over what? Sin. Romans 8 and 13 says if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you shall live. How do you do that? By the spirit. Number six the Holy Spirit sanctifies. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 13 because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the what? Spirit. By the who? Spirit. We've chosen for sanctification but it's by the Holy Spirit That lives on the inside of us. Number seven, the Holy Spirit will give us hope when you're depressed, when you're sad, when you're down, if you will listen, if you will get into that word and allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate it in your heart, he will give us hope until it overflows. Romans 15 and verse 13 now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit that happens by the power of the Holy Spirit number eight the Holy Spirit gives us gifts I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation first Corinthians 12 and 11 it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He's talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit. He alone decides, he alone, he alone decides which gift each person should have. The Holy Spirit is an important part of our lives and our spiritual uh, uh, heritage. Let's go to John 16 and verse five, and we can go on and on with that list, but I want to go one more place before we begin to wrap up for the day. Jesus is speaking again a couple chapters later and he said, but now I go away to him who sent me and none of you asked me, where are you going? You say wanting someone because of what they do for you is not the same as wanting someone uh, because uh, uh, of who they are or wanting them as a person. And this was the case with the disciples. They, they did love Jesus to some degree, but they really loved what Jesus did for them. And here's the question. Are you following God for the loaves and the fishes like a lot of people in the crowd? Or are you following him because you know he's the way, the truth, and the life? Are you listening today because you just want a little bit of, uh, of fire insurance? or because you love the one who loved you first and this this is important we got to make sure our motivation for following God is, is, is clean what's amazing is it, despite sometimes we're, we're really a lot of times we're just kind of using God we run to God and we're in trouble and then we we leave him many times he answers our prayers anyway but if you really want a, a, a mature and a solid relationship with God you need to love him just for who he is and sometimes you know everything in my life seems to be going sideways but I just you know Lord because of who you are I worship you because you are good because you are gracious because you are merciful Lord you, you have been kind to me and even if you, you don't do anything else ever again for me Lord you have been so good to me up to this point Lord you have done so many things and I am grateful so we have to not only love God for for what he does but also for who he is why because what, what if you don't get the prayer answer I mean, wh- what if you know the things don't go the way you plan well if it's all about what God does you're really not going to make it in the long run because it's real devil that sometimes tries to get in the way of answered prayer. That tries to get in the way of our, our perception of, of what God's doing and not doing in our lives. And we got to make sure that our love is, is really in Him and not just what He uh, has done for us lately. Though, I'll tell you, he, you know, the, the sun came up today. That was a whole lot for God to do. But he, and He did it just for me. And, and that's enough for me to be grateful. Verse 6. But because I have said these things to you, he told them that he was not going to be with them in the same way in the future. Sorrow has filled your heart. See, they were not sad about Jesus' pain and and about what he was about to go through as much as they felt sorry for themselves. How are we going to make it without him? Where is he going to go? Nevertheless, this is what Jesus reveals that he's more than just a man. This is God taking on flesh. Despite their attitude, he said, nevertheless... I tell you the truth. I still have something good to say to you. I have a promise I want to give to you. I know you're not thinking about me but I want to meet you right where you are. He says I tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you something that's really hard for you to imagine. It is to your advantage that I go away. Now this is the man who healed Peter's mother-in-law. This is the man that an angry mob tried to kill, actually tried to throw him off a cliff, but he walked right through the midst of that crowd and they did not harm him. This is the man that had raised the dead on numerous occasions. This is the man who caused storms to cease, he made demons flee. This is the man that spoke like no other man in history. This is the man whose face shone like an angel on the Mount of Transfiguration. And he had the audacity to say to the disciples, it's to your advantage that I go away. Why? Why? How could that be possible? Because of alos. Because God was going to send them. Because God sent us another helper of the exact same kind. There was no deficit there was no subtraction when God sent the Holy Spirit we were not, we were not in worse shape we were not without he said it's better that I go away because the, the Father's going to send a, a helper we say well if, if I could have walked with Jesus you know I would have been so happy if I could have walked with Jesus you know I, I would have asked him this question and I would have got this question answered but here's the deal why don't you just ask the Holy Spirit today? He's the helper or a helper of the same kind. And unlike Jesus he's not limited to a physical body. He doesn't get sleepy. He doesn't get hungry. He doesn't get tired. Jesus had lines and crowds but Jesus the Holy Spirit can speak to all of us simultaneously at the same time he's able to hold a conversation with 17 trillion billion people still keeping his mind all the number of stars and the, the sands and the seas the number on each head this is the Holy Spirit this is God the Holy Spirit this is more than just a force this is a person and Jesus said it's better for me to go away because I'm limited but when he comes he could be everywhere at the same time. He said, it is to your advantage that I would go away. For if I do not go away, guess what? The helper, the one who argues your case, the one who has, again, as I just said, no physical limitation, the one that's just like me, he will mentor you, he will coach you, he will guide you, and ultimately he wants to fill you, and he can do it on any continent, at any hour, and in any circumstances. There's no prison he could be locked out of. There's no circumstances that he could be kept from. Jesus said it is to your advantage. Advantage means better, it means superior, it means improved. it, It is to your what? Advantage, meaning this is best for you, this is not a raw deal. When God sent Jesus to the earth, that was a big deal. But ultimately, Jesus came to the earth to release something that he actually calls better than even his physical presence on earth. It is to your advantage that I what? Go away. Here's the question. Did Jesus lie? So why do we act? like he might have. According to Jesus, it's better for us on this side of the cross than for the disciples who walked with Jesus before the cross. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.